Hi, this is Haley Smith, and welcome to Thoughts from the Classroom. Let's get on to it. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Today I am going to be breaking this episode down into four different sections. Um, One talking about the different kind of special needs learners I got to observe. The second talking about the teaching and learning setting that I observed. Three, we're going to be talking about the effectiveness of the teaching strategies that Mrs. Carroll used with her students, especially two specific things that I found very helpful. And then finally, fourth section, we're going to be talking about my thoughts on teaching in a classroom that has special needs learners. All right, let's get on to the first section. All right, let's start by talking about the different types of special needs learners I got to observe. I got to observe six different students over the course of the time that I observed in Mrs. Carroll's classroom. And due to confidentiality, she didn't disclose the actual specific um, special needs of the learner. But based on observations, I could generally tell that it tended to be learning disorders such as dyslexia or dyscalculia. And usually they just had a setback in learning those reading skills or math skills and possibly a behavior issue as well. And some of the students had a minor speech impediment as well. But from first glance, most of these students just seemed like the typical student that you would meet only on further observation would you have noticed any um, disability or setback. Um, These students sometimes got a little bit frustrated with what they were working on or they took things very literally sometimes you would see a student looking at two different vocabulary words one being boy and one being tail and one of the specific students said but a boy doesn't have a tail Mrs. Carroll and you could tell for him he was just connecting these things when they were just separate vocabulary words and she had to share this with him and show him using two separate cards that This is just our vocabulary word, boy, on its own. Just focus on that. Okay, now we're going to look at a whole new word. And it didn't have any connection to the other, but he liked to make those connections. And I noticed that with some of the other students as well. They just really took things literally and made connections between things that were separate. But um, for the most part, these students um, were very sweet and kind and Only uh, sometimes would I see a student get frustrated, but um, I never saw any extreme behavior. Mrs. Carroll just really made uh, the students feel safe and loved in this environment. And with that being said, let's move on to the next section. Let's move on to discussing the teaching and learning setting. So as far as Mrs. Carroll's classroom, she only has one student in it at a time right now due to COVID. So that changes the the setting a little bit as far as distractions. There's no other distractions really 
it's just the teacher and the student. So um, it is a bit, bit different and it's very quiet. So there's not a lot going on in the background, which can be a good thing or it can make it just kind of hard to listen sometimes. Some people like a little bit of noise. It can feel very um, isolating without noise and dull. As far as the way she has her classroom set up, she has lots of posters up and it's very colorful. Um, just making the room very welcoming and a safe place for the students to enter into. And she also has all her manipulatives and all the students things set up so that when they get in the classroom she can easily pull things out that she might need to help assist them in learning a new skill. Oh, teaching strategies. There are so many, especially when it comes to Mrs. Carroll. For me, there were two that really stood out in the way she interacted with her students. The first one being she just knew her students really well and asked lots of questions. Developing that relationship with her students really proved to be successful because not only did they trust her and were excited to be with her because she knew about them, but she was also able to incorporate that into their lessons. So she might ask if they're learning about complete sentences, how can you describe your last week in a complete sentence? Or she might ask about their pet or their favorite toy and say, make your favorite toy the noun in the sentence. And so she was just able to incorporate that into their learning, which you can tell it just made them more excited and they were just more engaged because it was something that was personal and relevant to them. The other teaching strategy that I really noticed was she used a lot of manipulatives and this came in several different forms. In math, it was more the little blocks for counting and the ones that show the ones, tens, hundreds, and thousands places. Those were also super helpful so that they can visually see I'm taking away this amount and putting in this amount. So really seeing that adding and subtracting visually and doing it with their hands. The other way that she used manipulatives was in reading or English. She was able to have laminated stories so that they could highlight or underline using dry erase markers. So she could use this to underline vocabulary words that they were working on or in one situation they were learning about the CH sound. So anytime there was a CH in the story they would underline that word and so it showed them as they were coming up to it, oh prepare because this is one of the new sounds we're working on. And so it just gave them those visual cues and just more preparedness and awareness as they were working on their material. So I think there's just so much I learned from Mrs. Carroll that is not only helpful for special needs learners, but would just be helpful in the regular classroom as well.
And we are to the final section of this podcast. And this is all about my personal opinions on teaching in a classroom that includes special needs learners. And personally, I know it would be a challenge, but I also think it's incredibly rewarding and that the students should know that they are worth the extra time and that they deserve an education just in the sense, same sense that a typical student would. As far as how I would conduct this in my classroom, I think that it's important to be patient and it's going to take more time than it probably would with a regular student, but that's okay and it's worth spending the time and taking it slow and figuring out what works best for that student. Along with that comes creativity you're going to have to probably do things differently than you would with the other students in your class. And that's the beauty of teaching, adapting and learning about the student and just figuring out what works best. Maybe it's something that intrigues them. Maybe just noticing where they excel and pointing that out and using how they excel to help them where they struggle. I also, one thing that I would make sure to do is to establish clear expectations. So even things just like putting up a schedule on the board and laying flat out, here are going to be the consequences for these actions so that they don't have to have an incident with it once to know what the consequences are. They know before they have that action what the consequences are going to be. And they're going to be consistent as well. And that's one thing that Mrs. Carol and I talked about. She said that it's very important that the teacher in the general education classroom that the student is in is the one that carries out those consequences or discipline. Because if they don't, then the one who does, like the para or the special education teacher, is going to have to be with them constantly or they'll have to be called in to deal with that situation. That's going to take a lot more time. And the teacher is the one that is with them the most. So it's just best and most efficient if they know to respect the teacher and know what's going to happen. It's the teacher's responsibility to take care of all the students, not just push that one off to the side that has some special needs. Um, This also just helps them feel like a normal part of the classroom. So that is all my thoughts on that. I'm sure there's much more to talk about that I missed. But I hope this was a good general overview of what I learned. And I thank you so much for listening.